1: This is make it plain. M I P
2: with Mark Thompson.
1: Make it Get woke. Ladies and gentlemen, Black History Month, African American History Month, rolls on on Make It Plain, and once again, we're happy to have with us throughout the month, and we so appreciate the time he's taking with all of us, especially you are listeners he is as we've said the founding director of ikg cultural resources right at the top here ikg-info.com to find out more as well as the director of the asa restoration project which is funding the excavation and restoration of three 25th dynasty tombs of Kushite noblemen on the west bank of luxor egypt asa restoration project dot com he's the first african-american to fund and coordinate an archaeological dig in egypt and has led more than 30 archaeological missions to egypt since
2: 2009.
1: tony brown is back with us here on make it plain hey brother
2: welcome back how are you i'm fine Ms. Miller. thank you for allowing me this opportunity to communicate with the audience well
1: uh our audience is is worthy i am
2: not so let me thank you. What are you talking about? Come on now. I wouldn't be here if you weren't worthy. I don't spend my time with unworthy people. Come on, brother. Well, you know,
1: one of the things I've been been kind of teasing out, and this is, you know, obviously something we do in, in the in the media world, you know, we, we tease things out. I've been talking over and over again and mentioning the ASA restoration project. Why don't we uh, at least touch on uh, some of the details of that today? And I'm sure there'll be more as time uh, goes on. So talk to us about that I'm sure people want to know exactly what it is uh, and we talked before about uh King Tut's tomb. I mean that's most people's introduction to any excavation in egypt. uh so it's it's really you know everybody if you're like me it's kind of even mind- blown. we got a brother that's doing this uh where our people were. So talk to us
2: about that and how that even has come to be, if you don't mind. Sure. Well, the ASA Restoration Project was my visceral response to the uh, sudden passing of my dear friend, brother, guide, Dr. Acer G. Hilliard III, who is an educational psychologist, uh, just a brilliant historian, uh, and wonderful man, wonderful husband. Um, I met Dr. Hilliard in 1982. We cultivated a strong relationship when we started our lecture series in Washington, D.C. in 1987, Dr. Hilliard was my first guest speaker. And uh, during that talk, during his introduction, he referenced 10 things that contribute to why African-Americans have not been able to work together in a cohesive manner. And as I was preparing to publish my first book from the Browder File, I asked Dr. Hilliard if he would write the introduction and incorporate those 10 values that contribute to our uh disunity and he did that and and just having Asa's name on the front cover of my book has helped make that book a perennial bestseller so I, I loved him dearly and and uh view him as a brother and a father figure to me so when he passed suddenly after opening a conference in Aswan Egypt in August of 2017 um 2007, excuse me uh I felt a loss which stayed with me for a year And in July of 2008, I was introduced to Dr. Lena Pistakova, who had initiated uh, two years prior the excavation of these Kushite tombs that you referenced at the top of the show. And she had run out of money to excavate these tombs, tombs of 25th dynasty noblemen in Egypt. The 25th dynasty has traditionally gotten short shrift in Egypt because it's consistently referred to as the Negro dynasty. If the 25th dynasty is the negro dynasty it implies that the other dynasties that preceded it were not run by african people and dr hilliard along with other scholars proved the error of that uh that thinking and so i promised uh, uh dr pistakova that i would assist her in raising money and as i thought about how i would do this i thought about the area on the West Bank of Luxor, where we were, the mountain range that separates the Valley of the Kings from the Valley of the Queens, that mountain range is known as the Asasif Mountains. A S A S I F, A S A Asa. Ah, I'll call it the Asa Restoration Project. So I formulated uh, my plan of action and then uh, called Asa's widow, uh, Patsy, Patsy Joe, and asked her if I could come to Atlanta to meet with her and share with her my vision. She agreed. I sat down at her kitchen table uh, with her and her son, Hakeem, laid out my plan, got their endorsement. So since September 21st, 2008, the ASA Restoration Project has been responsible for raising well over a million and a half dollars to fund the excavation and restoration of three 25th dynasty tombs. And we are now poised to open this site to the general public in 2025 we are the first people of African ancestry in the history of excavations in Egypt to be doing this work. And we have cultivated meaningful relationships with the Egyptian people over the past 14 years that I've been involved in this work. That is uh, incredible and amazing.
1: Now, um, the 25th dynasty you said is known as the Negro
2: dynasty? Exactly. Who named it that? Well, white Egyptologists um, and National Geographic would do uh, specials on the the black pharaohs of Egypt. Uh, Other publications refer to the Negro, you know, back when Negro was was a commonplace word, they called them Negro. Now they call them the black pharaoh. But the inference is the same. If the 25th dynasty is the black pharaohs, then who are the others? They were non-black. So Dr. Hilliard gave us, Dr. Hilliard, Dr. Clark, Dr. Ben Jackson and others gave us the means by which we could begin to articulate and reconstruct that history of Kemet. Dr. Hilliard talked about four golden ages that were responsible for developing the history and culture that 99.9% of the people who come to Egypt today to see. Those four golden ages began with the uh, dynasties three and four, which built all the pyramids, dynasties 11 and 12, which wrote all of the philosophical and religious texts, which served as the foundation for Kemetic history. The 18th and 19th dynasty, which built most of the temples and monuments and tombs, which people go to Egypt to see today, were built during that timeframe. And the 25th dynasty represents the fourth and final golden age before Kemet ultimately fell in 332 BC when Alexander came in, conquered the land, and from that point on, historically, it was ceased to be known as Kemet, the land of the Blacks, and now known as Egypt, which is a Greek word. And I think we talked uh, uh, last week about uh, the Greek names or non African names for pyramid and sphinx and the land. So Dr. Hilliard and, and other scholars who were part of ASCAC, the Association for the Study of Classical African Civilization, gave us a historical and cultural foundation with which we could begin to reconstruct our historical and cultural memory. And so it's, it's, it's his it's in his honor that I have named this project to a brother who has given so much to the world. And in the African tradition, we both know that as long as you speak the name of that ancestor, they continue to live. So the Acer Restoration Project gives us a continual, continuous opportunity to lift him up while at the same time restoring the memory of our Kushite ancestors who gave the world some incredible uh, accomplishments.
1: More MIP after this message. So the, Dr. Hilliard obviously would, would, did argue that the, those other dynasties were also Black. Yes, right. Yes, so, so let me ask you this, when, when the Egyptologists decided to name this one dynasty Black, was, was there anything in particular about this dynasty that allowed them to do that why this particular one more so than any other Well,
2: <clears throat> the 25th dynasty was established by a family of african rulers from kush or modern-day sudan if we think about the significance of the 25th dynasty they came on the scene when egypt was in shambles uh egypt was ruled by a number of puppet kings in the north and and so kasta the king of um of the Kushites in now modern-day Sudan, came into Kemet, ancient Egypt, with a specific intention of restoring the land of his ancestors. They came into uh, the city now known as Luxor, had his soldiers bathed themselves in the waters of the sacred lake so that Amen would bless them. They went into battle. uh, Costa, uh died, but his son Pianke came, picked up the mantle, continued his father's legacy, and conquered all of Kemet. Then he returned to Kush to rule Kemet from Kush. Then, um, after his death, uh, later on, his brother Shabaka came in and decided that, you know, because the usurpers had come back into the north, so Shabaka decided, this time I'm going to drive them all the way out, and I'm going to stay in Egypt. Set up my headquarters in Lower Egypt to make sure that n- there are no more no more incursions into the land of their ancestors. And then we have the last a major king of the Kushite dynasty is a king by the name of Taharqa, who was the longest living ruler of the 25th dynasty and during his time frame Egypt was the largest one of the largest empires in the world at that time. Taharqa is the only king, Egyptian king who is mentioned by name in the Bible because Taharqa was so powerful when uh, the Hebrews were being attacked, he came to their rescue and defended them. That's why he's referenced in the Bible. So these are stories of African people uh, ruling and protecting their ancestral homeland. And it wasn't just limited to so-called Negro people. But the important issue that we have to understand is that the history of Egypt as we have come to know it has been written by 20th century, early 20th century white races. Uh, Flanders Petrie, George Reisner, and uh, James Breasted. And Egyptologists today, those with courage, have white Egyptologists, have acknowledged now that these men, as brilliant as they were, were a product of their times. And yes, they made mistakes. And they've been attempting to correct some of those mistakes. So that's part of this effort to get the history right. And getting the history right is, Correcting the wrongs and inserting African people in their proper place in history based on empirical evidence and not simply uh, emotional machinations. Uh, we're not doing this because you know we're slaves and and we're searching for history and culture. The history and culture has been documented, and it's about bringing the do- these documents to the forefront so that the world can now understand what we have come to understand. And Dr. Hilliard, uh, Dr. Hilliard W. B. Du Bois. There's a there's a wonderful Uh, letter communication that was just brought out recently by a white Egyptologist who showed communications between WB Du Bois and William Flanders Petrie, uh, where Du Bois is calling Petrie on the carpet for some of his racist stance. And in Du Bois's book, um, The World and Africa, he says that there is one reason why this racism exists in Egyptology because the rise of Egyptology corresponded with the rise of slavery. And how could European enslavers justify enslaving the descendants of the people who gave the world humanity, culture and civilization? So they had to falsify the lie and the lie has been erased from our historical and cultural memory. But Dr. Hilliard, um, John Jackson, uh, John Henry Clark, uh, AC Hilliard and so many others have been bringing these truths to light.
1: And, and so th- grateful and thankful that they have. More MIP after this message. Now, you mentioned this 25th dynasty, Kushites out of, out of Sudan. Um, and, and I'm, you know, we know the racism involved, but I'm just trying to understand also how these Egyptologists um, justify the historical chronology that they would say everybody else before was not African. And all of a sudden, these Sudanese brothers from Sudan right. came in. Why right. would brothers from Sudan just show up to defend a place that was never mm-hmm. considered
2: African? That 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 to me, that doesn't make too well, clear. Again, we have to know, we have to understand the history. James Henry Breasted published a book called Ancient Times. I think it was published about 1916. And it was a favorite book of john rockefeller who had founded the um, university of chicago and rockefeller then gave 1.5 million dollars to james henry breasted to establish the oriental institute at the university of chicago which is one of the most highly respected egyptological institutions in the world in the revised edition of ancient times which came out i think 1936 rested removed all references to the Egyptians as having been black or dark skinned people similar to the Nubians. That's in the early version. He removed all of those references. And then he said that the Egyptians belonged to a people who, who he referred to as members of the great white race, who came from the quadrant of the world where the great white race of humanity has given us culture and civilization. So we can document, if you have just The two editions of that one book you can document when African people were were erased from their own history and the fabrication was given as the truth and other people have replicated that falsehood. So, you know, our giants, you know, our our scholars have done the research and they have brought this evidence to our attention. And now that they have become ancestors, it's our responsibility to keep this memory alive so that um, the world would know the truth and more specifically, so that we would know the truth and, and we can continue to build on that knowledge. And quite as it's kept, that's what Black History Month is all about.
1: Now, in terms of the tombs themselves, in tomb there
2: are Kushite noblemen, correct? Yes, the tombs that we are currently restoring in South Assasif on the West Bank of Luxor, Egypt. They are the first Kushite tombs built in Luxor.
1: And so, when we say noblemen, what do we mean by that? What do we okay. know? What do we know about these individuals?
2: Sure. Well, for example, the first tomb was built by a man by the name of uh, Karabashkin. He was a fourth priest of our men at uh, Karnak Temple. He was also the mayor of the capital of Egypt, uh, the city that was known originally as Waset, now known as Luxor. Waset, during that time frame, was the cultural, political, and and spiritual capital of the world. Uh, You have in Waset uh, Karnak Temple, which is the largest temple complex on on earth and Luxor Temple. And these two temples are separated by a distance of 1.7 miles, but they are connected by an avenue of 1,350 Sphinxes, uh, 725 on either side. So Karabashkin, the mayor of Waset working under Kushite kings was responsible for restoring this sacred city. The other uh, personality whose tomb we're also restoring is a man by the name of Karaka men He also was a priest of a man at Karnak Temple. So all three of these major tombs were all priests who worked at um, Karnak Temple, the largest temple complex in the world, and they worked for various kings. So they had to have been sanctioned by the king and given the funding, all the resources to create these uh, incredible resting places where they will live for all eternity. And these are just three tombs. These are just three tombs. Well, Well, look, to be honest with you, we started off with three tombs 14 years ago. Okay. Last season, we found 15 new tombs built around the perimeter of the original three that brings the total of tombs that we are currently working on to 20 and we know that there's at least 20 more underfoot that we haven't excavated yet so this is the first kushite necropolis in egypt and every time we excavate a tomb every time we discover the name of the occupant of that tomb we are like honoring them and allowing them to live again, simply because we remember them.
1: It's interesting because we often hear stories in this country, in America, about the uh, desecration of African American um, tombs and graves. Yes. Uh, most famously right here in New York where I am on, on Wall Street, mm-hmm, but this happens throughout the South and other places. Um, and so, folks, what what Tony is doing is, as as we fight to restore the memories of our ancestors here in America, he's taking us all the way back to Africa and to Kemet, mm-hmm. uh, and is doing the same thing. This is very powerful. We've got to. And,
2: and I might add that these Kushite tombs are 2,700 years old, just to give us context. So
1: um the 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 remains are still there
2: and- No, uh, okay. they they have been robbed throughout history. We have evidence of of later um dynasties uh occupying those tombs, usurping those tombs. We have evidence of Greeks being buried in those tombs of of uh, Romans being buried in those tombs, of Coptic bishops being buried in those tombs. So these tombs were so magnificent that long after they had been built, others decided, why should I invest a lot of time and resources to build in the tomb? I'll just go in, dispose of the body, scratch the name of these personalities off these tombs, and, and write my name in the tomb. So that happened, that wasn't just exclusive to these Kushite tombs, it happened throughout it happened throughout
1: Egypt. Folks, the Asa Restoration Project, I want to be sure you knew about that and what's taking place and the big plans for that. Go to com to find out more. Tony Browder, total Tony Browder, throughout the total month of February here on African American History Month. Thanks, Tony. We'll talk to you more tomorrow. Okay, brother. Take care. Thanks for getting woke and listening to Make It Plain.
0: This year, build your credit history with the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card. No credit checks to apply. Get started at Chime.com slash build. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by the Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA members of FDIC. Chime checking account and 200 qualifying direct deposit required to apply.